0: Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. A little later in the show, we're going to have an extended conversation about DACA, uh, the program that allows young people who were brought here as children uh, by parents who were here illegally, it allows them to stay in the country, not be deported. That program is scheduled to expire in just a few weeks, and Congress has not gotten its act together yet to be able to... Fix the program so that they can stay. The Trump administration, of course, is also confounding things with its really brutal anti immigration campaign. We're going to talk to a reporter from the Washington Post about what is going on there and also uh, talk with someone with the Detroit Immigration Task Force here in Southeast Michigan about local efforts so you're not going to want to miss that conversation it'll get started at about half past the hour also remember if you have to step away from the radio for any reason you don't have to miss out on the conversation here on detroit today you can go to itunes or wherever you download podcast download and subscribe to detroit today And uh, you can listen when you are ready. Up first, several months ago, we learned that Mary Grove College in Detroit would become devoted exclusively to graduate degrees. But as the school lost enrollment and money, the larger question has emerged. What becomes of such an historic campus and its many beautiful buildings and, importantly, its commitment to its neighborhood in Detroit if the lights go out. Fortunately, in the case of Marygrove, that question won't need to be answered right now in part because of the Kresge Foundation. Kresge supplied funding for the school in some of its darkest moments and sees the school's future as key to the foundation's project that aims to boost the quality of life in nearby neighborhoods. Here to tell us about what is happening now and in the near future at Marygrove is Rip Rapson. He is President and CEO of the Kresge Foundation. Rip, welcome to Detroit Today.
1: Thank you, Stephen. Good morning.
0: Yes. Also with us is uh, Dr. Elizabeth Burns. She is the president of Marygrove College. Dr. Burns, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you, Stephen. Yeah. Uh, and I need to say up front that uh, this is a subject quite close to my own heart. Uh, the My Nonprofit here in the city called the tuxedo Project, which is uh, based in the home where my family lived when I was born not terribly far from Mary Grove, is connected to Mary Grove College the the writer in residence uh, who runs the literary center and the tuxedo project is also a professor at Mary Grove College and so uh, I am very pleased about the things that are going on to to preserve. The campus. Uh, and I see a bright future there. Uh, let's start with you, Dr. Burns. Uh, talk about what the immediate future for Kresge, or I'm sorry, for Marygrove <laughs> is going to look like. What is the future <laughs> of Kresge? Right. Well, it's I really right. hadn't contemplated No, <laughs> You tell Rip what the future should be like at uh, at Kresge. No, the, uh, uh, tell us what what is going on at Marygrove now that we are into the first semester where... It's graduate programs and not undergraduate, and what the future is starting to look like there.
2: Well, Stephen, the the interesting thing has been that we've consolidated and uh, moved all of our, our folks and personnel into one building, the Liberal Arts Building, which is the classic um, campus building that you see when you when you first drive onto campus. Um, our graduate enrollment has beat the uh, goal that we had Um and so that's very good news. Uh, we have some uh, HLC, our accrediting group, coming on campus uh, to uh, go over the accreditation of the graduate-only college. And we are uh, very optimistic that that will be a successful visit mm-hmm. and successful decision. So we are uh, going full speed ahead, trying to uh, make the changes. We've, the campus is now in the hands of the Marygrove Conservancy. So, we are very much focused on the college. I'm focused on the college and the college's future um, and uh, working with the conservancy as far as the campus goes. Yeah. Uh,
0: Mary Grove's history, of course, uh, connects it really tightly to the neighborhood, to the city. Uh, I imagine that, that uh, Rip, that work as much as the academic work that goes on there is, is part of what interests Kresge uh, in, in trying to help preserve it. I think
1: the, um, the, the dynamic that you described with your own circumstance, Stephen, of uh, you know, being in the neighborhood, having grown up in the neighborhood, having watched the vitality of the neighborhood sort of eke out slowly over time, uh, connecting with faculty, connecting with students— in many ways, is was the first reason we became involved. It, it 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 was too important a part of this city's legacy, its history, its cultural patrimony, to turn our back on. And as we became increasingly aware of how many different pressures were coming to bear on the on the school financially and otherwise. Uh, it just became clear that f- for us to sort of stand by and watch an institution of this importance to the community, uh, not succeed just was not an option, but I mean you're absolutely right. It's it's a combination of this sort of rich legacy and its importance to the neighborhood. And really, in many ways, it's really sort of the heart of the neighborhood. All around, you have revitalization efforts of of every kind. You have residential revitalization, and in, in the Fitzgerald and the Bagley neighborhoods, you have the revitalization of commercial corridors along McNichols and Livernois. You have a new open space project that the city is developing that will create a sort of a pathway and a, um, a mixed-use sort of occupancy to, to the east. I mean, it, there there was, I think, every reason to believe that as Marygrove goes, so goes the neighborhood. Yeah.
0: It's hard to imagine that, that oh. if, if it weren't there— that the surrounding neighborhood would would thrive, right? I mean, if you sort of put a hole in the middle of the neighborhood that way, uh, you're just digging, digging everything uh, a little a little deeper. Uh, Dr. Burns, talk about that community aspect of what goes on at Marygrove and and what that will look like going forward. Is that changing as well? Uh, that commitment, I imagine, has not changed at all.
2: It certainly hasn't. And um, you know we, we have maintained the Institute for Music and Dance, which provides a lot of um, young um, boys and girls with opportunities for dance lessons, music lessons, and even adults uh, dance and uh, music lessons from the community. Uh, we host uh, some of our community associations. Their meetings are held at the college. Our um, Master's program in social justice has done some participatory action research in our neighborhoods. A neighborhood is very important uh, to us. It's mm-hmm. a neighborhood that I'm uh, familiar with. My uh, parents, my my mom, grew up in the neighborhood. My grandparents lived in the university district. I went to kindergarten at Mary Grove. So it's. Um, <laughs> I don't think it, I knew that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm, I've been coming to Mary Grove since oh, wow. I was a baby, so a very long time. <laughs> And um, the community ha- and the outreach to the community and helping the neighborhood has been very, always very important. Um, it's been a place where a lot of kids have played uh, as they've been growing up. And uh, right now we have a uh, preschool uh, collective out across the street and they've they've come on campus and held, you know, Easter egg <laughs> hunts and, mm-hmm. and done some nature walks and found uh, interesting bugs and leaves and, and things like that on the campus. So yeah. we're, we're very much wanting to continue to be part of, of our neighborhood. Yeah. Uh,
0: one of the, the ideas that I've seen mm-hmm. out there for Mary Grove's future would tie all of that together, this sort of early learning all the way through right. uh, postgraduate even, uh, P, mm-hmm. P20 I think is P20. what uh, people mm-hmm. are calling it. Can you talk more about that and how likely we are to see that develop? I think that we are very much committed to having an
2: educational campus located at the corner of uh, McNichols and Wyoming, and it's a perfect spot for that. Um, ed- education is our legacy. Mary Grove uh, educated a lot of teachers in the city of Detroit and suburbs over the years. Uh, so it's it's one of those things that is a very exciting Potential. We have an empty uh, school building that used to be the Bates Academy mm-hmm. uh, that is on campus, mm-hmm. and we would love to see that. And I think there's some conversations happening uh, about, you know, what what who could be in that building and what could, we could do because we still have a teacher education program at Marygrove. We have a lot of most mm-hmm. of our master's programs are um, around. Uh, early childhood and uh, educational leadership and and teaching certification. Right. So we really would like to have uh, the idea of a lab school uh, on campus, uh, early childhood on campus, really serving um, the needs of the community. Uh, one of the things that I observed when I t- taught in Chicago was that we really needed to keep People in the city, you needed quality education at all levels. Yeah,
0: you really do, and that's uh, that's one of the things that's confounded us here in Detroit for a really long time. Uh, Rip, uh, this fits in with some other big projects that Kresge is mm-hmm. uh, involved in right there in that area. Talk about what's going on and what you're doing uh, in Fitzgerald and and some of these other these other places.
1: Well, I think it's also important to remind your listeners, Stephen, that this is a very large piece of property. This is 53 acres. Uh, Just to situate it in people's minds, the Packard plant is 40 acres. So this is another, (laughs) you know, half as big as, as the Packard plant. And the opportunity to make sure that that um, land, as well as the legacy that Dr. Burns was talking about, is respected mm-hmm. was really important. The, the 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 idea that somehow we would just sort of turn over the keys to whoever wanted to walk onto the campus and maximize the commercial return just was not acceptable. So I think we have been enormously highly motivated by uh, the college and the sisters' um, commitment to this educational spectrum. Mm-hmm. And I think it makes all the sense in the world to try to pull together the community's growing interest in early childhood development, trying to create a sort of a world-class K-12 system on that site. And I think whether it's through the public schools or through some other mechanism, we're going to try to work that the best we can. Uh, And then thread that all the way up into the graduate program just makes enormous sense. Yeah. In terms of the 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 larger context, uh, the Livernois Six Mile area is one of those places where I think we just simply have to demonstrate that we can pursue neighborhood revitalization in an effective way. I think we've demonstrated that along Woodward and along Cass and downtown, and I think there is a a deep um, hunger on the part of Detroit neighborhood residents to to believe that the same kinds of tools, the same kinds of investments, the same types of progress can be made in neighborhoods. And so the only way, I, in in our view, at Kresge that you do that is to sort of build complete neighborhoods of right. opportunity. So you have open space. You have residential revitalization. You have commercial revitalization. You have educational opportunities. And I think then you really give residents a sense that um, this is a place they want to stay. They want to raise their kids. They want to invest and, and want to make a long-term future. And I think I think those pieces are all sort of falling in place. And um, Marygrove is going to be a sort of a long rebuild. Um, but I think, as Dr. Burns has suggested, if you sort of take as your basic animating proposition that this could be an educational campus with a spectrum of opportunities on campus, I think that's eminently doable.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, the neighborhoods around uh, the the college, as you point out, are are already sort of experiencing a little bit of change. Talk about the inclusion piece of mm. that. That's always... Something we have to talk about here in Detroit is it, you know, somebody coming in from the outside saying, "Hey, here's what we're going to do in your neighborhood." Or I would, uh, I would imagine it looks quite different than that. That uh, that the people who live there now are the focus of what's happening and the change is is for them.
1: Absolutely, I just unequivocally, this needs to be about folks who have been in this community for the long haul, and it's not to say that we can't. Um, draw new residents, new sure. families in, but about uh, a year and a half ago, we helped create something called the Live Six Alliance, which was a consortium between Mary Grove, UD Mercy, neighborhood groups, block groups, to try to figure out how it is that community could plan for its future in a very purposeful way, and not sort of in this sort of traditional sort of do an academic planning exercise, but actually look at the housing stock, look at the commercial quarters, look at the educational institutions, look at the community programming that would be needed to build out a community in which folks could really see a future again. And that Six alliance has really taken off. They've just hired two new executive directors of enormous skill and energy. They've begun outreach into the community. And my my hope is that the Marygrove work becomes part and parcel of that larger Livernois Six Mile revitalization, that it's all about trying to figure out what the neighborhood wants, what the neighborhood needs, and how we can deliver the kinds of investments and programs and energies into the neighborhood that will make that happen.
0: Yeah. Uh, Dr. Burns, before we go, I want to talk about the end of undergraduate uh, education at Mary Govan. Just get a sense from you, uh, how How crucial it is that that come back, or that there's a possibility that it come back uh, that's been Mary Grove's, uh I mean it's a huge part of its legacy it's it's a huge part of its focus. I know how sad all of that was to sort of pull it apart over the last four months.
2: It was. It was very sad for faculty who no longer are teaching at Mary Grove for the students who we assisted in in transferring um through the Auspices of the Kresge Foundation, we have uh, financial aid for students who have transferred to uh, other colleges and universities in the area. Uh, the uh, The four colleges and uni- the four universities, Madonna, uh, Detroit Mercy, Wayne State, and University of Michigan-Dearborn, really helped our seniors in becoming teach-out yeah. uh, universities, so that was, that was great. The future is not... Um, Quite clear. Mm-hmm. Uh, it certainly is a possibility that, as you know, as we go forward, if this takes off, um, another undergraduate college could participate. Um, that would be with the the P twenty within the P twenty mission. Right. Whether that would be uh, in partnership with Marygrove, uh, Marygrove starting again. Hard to really say at this point. Uh, there's a lot of hurdles. Uh, you know, one of our one of our biggest challenges was that. We really didn't have the campus. We have a lovely campus. It's a very traditional campus, but as one of our students told me, it's like going back <laughs> to the '60s, um, which denigrates the '60s. And I said, "Well, you know, it was like this when I was here. That's true." Um, and and so you know, investing in that uh, kind of uh, the student amenities may not be appropriate, but I do think that we will have uh, we will have undergraduate students participating uh, on campus as well as the graduate students.
1: I know we have to go, Stephen, but I think it's really important to put a pin in the idea that now that we have made this pivot to graduate work um, and have stabilized the campus, um, it it doesn't mean that we're just sort of going to walk away. Um, Kresge, and, and I hope over time other participants are going to have to invest in the upgrade of the campus and yeah. the maintenance of the campus and making sure that the facilities are state-of-the-art facilities. And so we're deeply committed over the long term to make sure that the kind of investment capital that the campus is going to need to have this educational spectrum succeed uh, is,
0: is there and available. Yeah. Okay. Rip Rapson, uh, CEO of the Kresge Foundation, Dr. Elizabeth Burns, president of Marygrove College. Thanks very much for being here on Detroit Today. Thank you. Thank you. We'll talk to you both soon. Up next, will Congress agree on a plan for the future of Dreamers? We're going to talk about the future of immigration law in America and here in Southeast Michigan next. Stay with us on Detroit Today.